0: Welcome to the Snapshot Testimony Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Domerson. I'm a former journalist and a current Christian radio host in Chicago. I'm passionate about communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ through storytelling. Now, in this podcast, I always ask my guests to share a pivotal moment that helps shape their faith in Christ. If you enjoy the stories you're hearing, I want you to do something. Take a minute and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. This week's guest is Nick Johnson. He grew up in a neighborhood plagued by violence and drugs. Abandonment by his father and the deaths of his mom and brother left him broken and angry with God. He looks back on the pain of his childhood and how God used his favorite sport of basketball, plus the diligent witness of a high school classmate, to save his life, literally. Shout out to my Chicago listeners who will particularly love this story and some of the shytown town references that only you'll get. Here's a snapshot testimony from Nick Johnson.
1: I started playing basketball probably about four. I was passionate about football first. And then one day on the basketball court, I saw some guys on the court shooting. And I just stopped watching and looking. And I picked up the basketball and I just stopped bouncing it. And, of course, they was older than me. So they were like, well, yeah. you can't do that. That's a double dribble. What are you doing? <laughs> You're traveling. Because I'm thinking like it's football. Just shoot, throw it. Yeah,
0: just shoot. Run it. <laughs> run with it. Throw it in there.
1: So I really started watching the uh, guys in the neighborhood play one-on-one and start watching them play. Uh, I just started imitating it, and then I became good at it. We fast-forward to uh, middle school, 6th, grade, we didn't lose not one game. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so my golfer at the time, which was my coach, he would take us out the neighborhood, and we will go to different parts of the city and compete. And then during the summer, we would travel throughout different parts of the state. And because of basketball, it got me out of trouble because I was never in a neighborhood long enough to get in trouble. So what um, kind
0: of what kind of trouble presented itself in the neighborhood?
1: I mean, we're talking about 90s, so we're talking about the uh, uh, drugs uh, pandemic when it really hit the west side of Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. So you got a lot of guys that would sell drugs. Crack cocaine and stuff like that. That was the crack cocaine era, mm-hmm. and you would be enticed because you know these dope guys will have money, yeah. And you know you're not, you know, we all struggling in neighborhoods, so you you want fast money, right? So that kept me out of trouble, kept me out of drive by shootings, kept me off the corner and stuff like that. And then two basketball guys used basketball. The the older guys the game bangers and the drug dealers, they would not allow me to stay on the corner. Mm -hmm. They'd make me go in the house. They're like, no, you got a future. We don't need you out here. Stick to basketball. If I catch you out here, I'm going to beat you up. Okay. And they meant that. So, um, because we, what happened was a lot of those guys that were drug dealers were very talented basketball players. It just, they got caught up into that lifestyle so yeah. we will play. We'll play against them. As a little kid, we'll play against them, and they they showed us a lot of moves and stuff like that. So when they found like me, like a gym, they're like, "No, nah, you're not. You you different from us. So if you're on this corner, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, if you're around here, and then to the fact that they would not let me hang around with certain kids,
0: kind of for your like, own your own for protection. my own,
1: right? Yeah, it's kind of like hypocritical, right? So you you sure. in the community. But, but you were a Samaritan. You.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you started going to one court in particular. and Yeah, so so now fast forward.
1: Um, my mom passed away my sophomore year in high school. Hmm. I'm at Lane Tech now. And so my grandmother, we moved to the Gold Coast, north side of Chicago. And I would go to North Avenue Beach. I would dribble to work on my handles. And it used to be this bomb right there on Clark. He would always say, keep drilling the basketball, keep drilling the basketball, it'll take you far. And I'll see him every day. Hmm. And he'll say the same thing. And it stuck with me because he was right. Whenever I deal with issues or going through, like you no know, dealing with my mom passing away, that was the outlet that gave me got me through through her death, being a young man.
0: Yeah.
1: I was a little upset with God. And the reason why that came, because four years prior to that, my brother was murdered. My oh, oldest brother. I'm sorry. So he was 18 years old. We were seven years apart. And then my mom dies four years later. Wow. And then at that time, she leaves behind my little brothers at the time. They, they twins. They two years old. And my father wasn't around him like he should be. So my grandma pretty much raised me. So now I'm like the man in the house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I still have my sister, which we two two years apart. So pushing her through school and being a big brother and all that, so it was a lot, a lot of pressure. I just wake up like at four in the morning to take my little brother. Come, you know, my grandmother. She's at this time. She's almost sixty, and take him to daycare on the west side of Chicago, and then I take Austin all the way to Addison. And then take Addison back west to Western, right, to get dropped off at And then after practice, I will go back west, pick them up, and then walk to the Austin, and then drive, all, and then take the bus all the way back east. Wow! So I we I did that all the way from sophomore year all the way through till I graduated. Wow. So you know, just dealing that, dealing with that. So my friend Darnell at the time who was in gym class. And we start working out together different ways and stuff like that. So it was just a like conversation, and he just said like, you know, what you know about God and stuff like that. And then I was like, no, nah, I don't want to talk about God. And he was like, mm. well, why you want to talk about God? And I was like, know, Me and God got our problems got sorted out. <laughs> mm. And uh, he was like, what do that mean, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm a little hurt. I'm angry at him. Yeah. And he was like, well, why are you angry at him? And then I start telling him what happened. And then he was like, but you know that he still loves you. He still care about you. I said, well, if he did, you know, like what well, people said, if he did, then why he allowed this to happen, right? If he did, why would he allow him to put all this stuff on me as a little kid? Like I can't even grow up as a teenager. I'm more of an adult. And I don't have that. My childhood has been, feel like it's been stri- stripped away from me because mm-hmm. there's no parents around. My grandmother can not do so much. That's not a God, right? And he was like, well, no, nah, he still care about you. And then I was like, all right, that's your take. He said, like, I want you to come out to church. I said, man, did you hear me? What I said, man, me and God are on a different terms right now. I said, I don't go to God's house. God don't come to my house. Mm-hmm. We got to understand this, mutual respect, right? Mm-hmm. So now, mind you, him, uh, Pastor Jurel, he was a youth pastor at the time. They're praying for me. They go to a prayer intercession. And I don't know this, right? Until later. So they that's are. behind the scene, right? So they're praying, they're praying, they're praying, they're praying. So he kept asking me.
0: Was he a so teammate like, of yours?
1: No, he was just a no. guy that was in my gym class. Oh, okay. And no matter what class I got, he was still in my gym class, Cycle. <laughs> just still kept popping up. He kept popping up. So summer go by. I'm doing, still doing a basketball thing. And now, like, I'm like, when I play, I play with, like, so much anger, right? All this built-in emotion. And I would just take it out on people on the game. So my senior year comes. My grades just drop, right? I go from 3.4 GPA to, like, a 1.9, mm-hmm. right? So the, my senior year, he writes me out to church. It's amazing to come out, man. Like, alright, man, I'm going come out. So I ended up going, got coming out, and then I end up giving my giving my life to God. Wow. And then one day I look in the mirror. And I'm like, well, I have to live better than this. Like I can't keep failing. And my mom won't want me to 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 live like this. So I looked I remember that one day I just woke up. I said, "All right, guys. So you say you're real. I'm gonna trust and trust you." And I said, "I got my little brother looked at, I, looking up to me. I got my sister. So I remember um, just washing my face that morning, and like, yeah, just just have to change. Pick my grades back up from 1.9 up having like a 2.8. Wow, that's great. Um, so my journey as as a Christian begins." And then you know when you look back, how God has always protected me through the thick then I remember that week my brother well like a month after my brother passed away. I remember playing basketball. It was about like eight o'clock, and I'm shooting working on my jump shot. They had a game early that day that I played, and some guys not from the neighborhood got mad because they lost, so they came back, and they just started shooting. It was close because my ear was ringing. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't figure out, like, where it was coming from. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the bullets, bounce off cars. And I remember praying to God, like, I can't die. Don't let me die because my mom just lost her son. Like, she cannot lose another son. And I was more thinking about her. You can't put her through that. He did. He protected me. And all these things, I've seen him his hand on me. And I remember like this intuition of, you know, don't go down that way, go the long way around. And I knew now it was God all along giving me like navigation system. And you just think about how God just had his hand on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and he used the one thing was basketball and for He I'll forever be grateful for it. And he used that that mechanism to save my life and all through that that journey as playing basketball, it taught me discipline. It taught me communication skills. It taught me team building. It taught me how to be healthy. It taught me how to talk about my issues and problems and it taught me how to engage with people. Yeah. guys, has been, been awesome.
0: How do you, Um, it's interesting how you described when that, kid first asked you talked about god you were like ah me and god how would you describe your relationship with him now
1: oh man he he's my rock man like i talk to him about everything he's a father for real yeah um when he they say he a father to the fatherless um that's true to that's endearment to my heart because no matter what people do because we all you know, sinners God is perfect right his love is perfect and if he could forgive me I'm able to forgive others in mm-hmm. spite of he's just merciful and then you think about the cross and what that really mean because I deserve death and Jesus took that death away from me and and gave me reconciliation to the father in the relationship through yeah. his blood. Where all this chaos is going on, you still have perfect peace. You still have joy, and people were like, "Well, why are you not upset with this?" Or, and it's just the love of God and the fruit of the Spirit that through all the stuff you we went through, it built you for the next phase in your life. But if you don't have that relationship, then you 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 pretty much become your own demise and your own self destruction. Mm-hmm. because you cannot cope in this body that's sinful without the holy spirit right and his time is also. and you're never too old it's never too late to get right with god
0: snapshot testimony is a moody radio podcast if you'd like to connect you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube just search snapshot testimony i'm your host ali domerson and together we're sharing the moments that shape a life of faith in christ thanks for listening